This is The Dirty on 30, a podcast that spills the tea on everything 30s. Join your hosts, Melissa and Anna, as they dish on life, relationships, and whatever else they can think of. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Dirty on 30. I'm Melissa. And I'm Anna. And this week, we've decided our big 30s topic is going to be exercise in your 30s. We should be exercising more or less or both. Different. We should be. Well, definitely more. But the articles say that if you were a regular exerciser in your 20s, you should be exercising less to avoid overworking and injuring yourself. And heaven knows I need to not injure myself anymore. Right. But at the same time, our topic for this week is going to be exercise in your 30s, how you should be doing it, changes you should be making, and general advice that the internet has for keeping yourself healthy and setting yourself up for success in the long term. So basically, starting out, let's start with my current exercise plan, which is basically nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I do go walking on occasion. In the evenings for like an hour, I can get about three miles done in an hour. We do go hiking on even rarer occasion right now because yeah, rare. The, the weather, it's mostly it's, the weather. It was summertime and everything yeah. gets really, really hot. So we mostly hike together in the winter yes. and we need to start kicking that back in. Mm-hmm. Now that it's starting to be fall. But basically beyond that, like I really do yeah. very little exercise. There was a while there that we were doing 30-day uh, challenges. challenges. Yeah. Those were good. I think we need to find a new one after we've processed all of the data we're going to go through today and all the advice. <laughs> yes. We need, to, we need to come up with a new plan. But basically, this is going to be our exercise planning session. We're going to tell you guys all the advice that we read, and we're going to figure out what we want to do across the next month to try to yeah. start up a new exercise regime that will set us up for success in our 30s. Yep. So a couple different articles. The first article has six pieces of advice, six ways that your workout should change when you hit 30. And obviously we're 31, so we're already a year behind schedule. <laughs> but the first year doesn't count. It was COVID. It doesn't count. Yeah, that year just just didn't exist. <laughs> yes. Pretty sure. Like The it's, first that's a, year. That's a clean slate for everybody. Yeah. So we're only a couple months behind, really, in theory. And but we were doing those those thirty day challenges during COVID. That's true. We were. Yeah, we just kind of fell back when we started going back to work full yeah, time. Exactly. So the first piece of advice says that if you are in your thirties and you're short on time, you should definitely be doing high intensity interval training. It says. Alternate 20 seconds of intense work with 10 seconds of rest. Do eight rounds total, which takes a whopping four minutes. And then add on to that a 20-minute cardio session of your choice. So it says you should be doing, you know, intervals of squats or intervals of burpees or intervals of mountain climbers and that you should be switching it up each day, different muscle groups. Yeah. And that leads us into piece of advice number two which is follow a plan. It says, gone are the days when you could just show up at the gym and wing it. In your (laughs) 20s, you could have gotten away with doing all lower body workouts for a week or all running for a week. 
but that in your 30s, it's more important to focus on balancing your workouts so that you're hitting different muscle groups and different body parts each day. That way you're not overworking any specific muscle group and you're not injuring yourself. So I think most importantly, too, is to work on our form and that we're doing these movements properly. Yes, Uh, because that'll, you know, in your 30s and emphasize on like being careful and not you know, hurting yourself. Don't strain anything. Don't strain anything. If you're using bad form, you're going to strain yourself. Exactly. So good form is the key, I think. So it says if you have a plan, you know that, you know, Monday is leg day and Tuesday is back day and Wednesday is ab day or whatever your plan is, that if you have a plan and you stick to it, it means that you are less likely to hurt yourself by, by mixing and matching, I guess, your The only problem I have with this is that when I do go to the gym and I go to the classes, the weightlifting class that I do is a full body workout. Right. So they don't have just arm day and just leg day. How many days a week is that class offered? And it's every day. There's a, they're like not every day at every gym, but like. So maybe they're saying that in your thirties, you shouldn't be going to that class every day. You should be going to that class Every other day. Every other day, and you should be doing... Well, that's how I was trying to do it. You should be I doing active try, rest, yeah. like a yoga or a, oh, or something on the off days. I was doing like a Zumba dancing one for cardio. Yeah, cardio maybe. On the other... On the off days. Um, yeah, on the off days. Yeah. Just as long as that's not stressing out, I guess, your <laughs> leg muscles. You're, you're doing more Yeah. More cardio and less stressing things that the, work, that the weightlifting class is stressing. I don't know. It says, I think maybe we need a personal trainer... To tell us how, absolutely how to do the work, like how to have that good form and what days and help us make a plan. I'd really be interested in getting a personal trainer for like six weeks just to like get me up and started and yeah. teaching me what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. And then we could see if after six weeks, if I could keep it up on my own. Exactly. Although they probably w- don't recommend that. <laughs> They're probably just like, no, you need us all the time. Oh, well, of course, because the personal trainer wants the steady income, but you know. Exactly. If you come to them up front and say, this is what I would like to do, and I'd like to do it in six weeks, then I'm sure they would give you a price. Yeah, that's true. So number three here says, get less competitive. It says, while it might sound counterintuitive, your risk of injury gets higher when you're in your 30s, and you need to not... Be super competitive with the other people who are younger or more fit than you at the gym. It says if you're in a group class, for example, it's important to pace yourself and work at your fitness level, not at the guy next yeah. to yours fitness level. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. No, I it, just love how... I think how this is like, more like a guy piece of advice. Like, Yeah. Because you know that there are guys... Like, for example, my boss, who hopefully does not listen to this podcast... <laughs> Um, enjoys going to the gym next to our office, which is also the gym closest to Camp Pendleton, mm-hmm. because he likes to challenge himself by seeing what the you know twenty year old Marines are doing on the machine next to him. But that's mm-hmm. how my fifty year old boss is going to end up injured. Yeah, is because he's trying to keep up with twenty year old Marines. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so what it's saying is you know, but maybe that's also saying get less competitive about like going to that weightlifting class every day. Like, yeah. I wouldn't go to it every day. It's too much every day, but for sure, they still want you to do something active every day. Right. Except 
Not always, because this is, leads us to number four, which is build in more recovery time. And it says that in your 30s, it's not as easy to bounce back from that intense gym session. It says you need to be more rigorous about rest days to allow your body to recover from what you're doing to it. So that's why I'm saying like you can't be there weightlifting every day because you do need to allow the different muscle groups to recover. This article is making me feel really old because yes. I feel like I'm really delicate now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know me and my ankles. I am delicate. <laughs> yes, you and your ankles. But my ankles lead me to be afraid of injuring other parts of my body. Like, yeah. I don't want to have the bad ankles and a bad shoulder or a bad ankles and a pulled back. Or like, you know, I got to stick with the one injured body part I have. Yeah, exactly. And not stress and the not other stress. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this article says um, that rest days don't have to be complete rest. Uh, They recommend yoga, stretching, foam rolling, or other forms of active recovery one day a week. But a different article that I read about exercise did say that if you're swapping up your muscle groups to give each muscle group two days to recover. So if you're doing back on Monday, you know, back could be Monday and Thursday. Yeah. That sounds about right. And legs can be, you know, Tuesday and Friday. Right. Like, yeah. So for your weightlifting class question, maybe not every other day you should be doing, you know, Monday, Thursday. That's true. You should you should be getting two days of rest maybe in between? Because you're doing full body, yeah. Yeah. That's just, I mean, it was helping. I should go back. But yeah, I shouldn't do it so intensely because I feel like I the go all is- in and right. then I burn out. The problem with every two days, like giving two rest days between muscle groups, is that you can't set up a good weekly schedule because that's got you going like Monday, Thursday, Sunday, then the next week like you're on Wednesday now. Yeah. Just hard to hard to keep, keep track. track. I would need like a full-on calendar. calendar. <laughs> yes, exactly. A planner. A planner for everything. Yeah. I do like planners. I do like planners too, but then I stop using them halfway through the year. Horrible. This is going to sound really counterintuitive, but like, you know how you get like that really nice notebook, but then you don't want to write in it because it's yes. such a nice notebook that exactly. you, you can't. That's yes. how I feel about planners sometimes. Oh, yes. Like I know the planner is there for me to write in, but like, like the last planner I bought, I bought really nice pens to go with it to like really, I was going to color code everything that I wrote in it mm-hmm. Yeah, and be super organized and then it was like, well, I can't write in it. I don't have the right color pen with me right now. <laughs> like, you know, I sometimes my problem with plan, this is why I'm better at spreadsheets, is because spreadsheets, you can just like delete and reformat and change and move and copy and paste stuff. Yeah. But and if you you're put it really in, good at spreadsheets. But if you put it in a planner, like it has to be perfect. That's true. I can't and just. I had the planner with the whole stickers and everything to go oh. with it, you know, for payday and for grocery day. And you would put a little grocery sticker and then a little payday That's sticker and everything. And I would just, I just love it. But then I just lose motivation. I don't I full on thought my payday was this past Friday because we had a conference call where my boss said that payday was this Friday. So then I was like all excited about Friday and I, Friday I checked my bank account and there was no cash. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> And then it took me like 12 hours to realize that it was the wrong Friday. Yeah, I get paid this and coming. I was, I was really sad. This coming Friday, I get paid. Yep. So number five on our list here says that at least two days of the week should be weight training. 
So uh, that ties into everything that we've been that talking ties, about. Yes. Yeah. It says that muscle mass declines with age. The average person loses about 1% of muscle mass each year starting in their early 30s. And to stave off this natural process, you should get serious about weight training now. Uh, it says lifting weights in your 30s will lead to healthier bones and stronger muscles while benefiting other physiological symptoms that also tend, or sorry, not symptoms, systems, I can read, <laughs> benefiting other physiological systems that tend to decrease or slow down as you age as well. It says as a bonus, muscle burns fat, which means you will also be boosting your metabolism. Hmm. Interesting. By weightlifting. So. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that actually makes sense. I've heard that before. And our step six here says, starting in your 30s, you should really start working on your on maintaining your range of motion, uh, making sure that you have f- maintain your flexibility, that you can still lift, move your arms, move your legs, move your squats, you know, like squat as deep as you always could, stretch as deep as you always could, um, keep that range of motion because you will be losing your range of motion as you get older. So it says, for example, you can use a low bench to help take you to a deeper squat than your normal squat. Yeah. Um, take push-ups all the way down to the floor, which, you know, not that I'm doing push-ups, but clearly I should be. Um, Widening the grip on lateral exercises. The more you maintain your range of motion, the more muscle fibers you ha- keep working the stronger you will be, the more metabolically active your muscles will be, and you will be less prone to injuries if you try to bend or lift something using a range of motion that you don't typically exercise. Makes sense. So, clearly we need to be exercising six days a week. Yes. Possibly two of those days should be weightlifting, weightlifting two... And the other four should be that high intensity, the hit workout. hit workout. We're focusing on different body yeah. parts each day. Um, the beach body thing that I have, the subscription for the year, that uh-huh. I'm basically a donation at this point. Yeah. It um it has like hit interval um training right? stuff. So I might look into those again and try to do it. I don't have a lot of space here. I know. For that, it's just this, such a problem. Which sucks, but um, I'm going to look back into it because like Turbo Jam was w- one of the, my favorite like exercise programs when I was growing up. Like they had, it was like kickboxing type style and like, you know, like all that stuff. So my I really enjoyed that. favorite gym I ever went to was uh, called Nine Rounds. It was a kickboxing gym. Mm where mm-hmm. they had nine stations set up and you would do three minutes at each station. Yeah. For like a total of 27 minutes. But there was a little bit of a rest break in between each station, so it rounded up to a perfect 30 minutes. Mm, got it. And I used to go to that gym every day of the week because it was an expensive gym. Get your money's worth. Got to get my money's <laughs> worth. So I went there every day of the week. I actually stopped going there when I got my current job. Because they closed at like eight in the af- eight, eight in the evening. Yeah, I was gonna say eight in the afternoon. <laughs> eight. They closed at like eight o'clock at night, and I couldn't make the commute home, like eat dinner and make it to the gym to do this half an hour thing yeah. before they like I needed it to be open later, and it wasn't. 
Well, maybe you can find something else that'll be yeah. similar to it, it's close just, to where It was are. just kind of pricey. It was like over 200 bucks a month. Oh, yeah. So at the time, you know, I was living at my mom's house. I had 200 bucks a month that I could spend on a gym because I true. wasn't paying rent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I haven't gone back because it's like, do I really want to take that money out of my, like for 200 bucks a month, I could get that personal, personal trainer. trainer. Exactly. That's what I was right. just thinking. You can get your personal trainer. Right. Like, do I have that money right now? And do I have, but, but yeah, it looks like we should be doing like four days of, of this high intensity for four minutes, followed by 20 minutes of cardio, two days of weightlifting, and then one day of active rest, like a yoga or a stretching flexibility kind of thing. Okay. We need to make this happen. We need to make this happen. And for accountability, we are calling upon you guys in the audience. We will be doing <laughs> a follow up. A follow up in four weeks. <laughs> On our episode, we will tell you whether or not we were successful, whether we started, started. any kind of exercise. Yeah. Because really, like I said, all I've been doing is walking. And notice at no point on this list did it say you should be walking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen lists where it tells you to at least walk. Right. But this is But this is about building muscle and maintaining exactly. long term like bone and muscle health. Yes. We're starting to deteriorate as we speak. To try <laughs> as we sit here recording. <laughs> we are deteriorating, yes. Less sitting, more active rest. Oh gosh. Yes. So So wish us luck. Let us know if you have any yes. recommendations or favorite types of exercise or exercise programs. And let us know if you know a cheap personal trainer. <laughs> yes, please. Cheap, but good. <laughs> and that doesn't record everything and post it. Because that's my problem. I don't want you to be recording me because I'm already self-conscious. Right. Like, like I don't want to be in a I don't want to be I, in your Instagram all over, you know, as like. Like, look at our success story. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. Yeah, no. So. I want the, can we just like go over there and exercise in the dark? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I know we're talking about exercising, but my next segment is going to be guilty pleasures. And um, I'm going to talk to you guys, at least my part, is about the squid game. So how I've been watching the squid game, not binging it, though. So I mean, so it's not terrible because it's not like I've been there for eight hours straight watching it. But it does feel a little weird talking about watching TV right after talking about exercising. I have right? To admit. Like, here's all of the stuff that we do instead of exercising. Welcome yes. to the guilty pleasure Welcome segment. Welcome to the guilty, the guilty part of it. Right? At least we feel moderately guilty. Mild, yes. Mildly guilty? Mild, uh, no, moderately, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, this Squid Game has gotten a lot of memes and it's just gotten a lot of attention and if you haven't watched it you really should you really should it's just something new not new in theory because the idea is not a new idea but it's just one of those things that like you can't stop watching so it's really one of my favorite like i'm gonna call it i know that squid games is is korean Korean. but i'm gonna call it the japanese gore genre of i really enjoy japanese gore it's yeah. like this super hokey, bloody genre, and and there's so many versions of it. Where like Squid Games, where where they're competing in children's games, and everybody's dying, and there somebody's going to win a lot of money at the end. Hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, I haven't gotten to the end yet. 
Um, so I don't know if they just kill everybody. But <laughs> No spoilers for you, sorry. Yeah, no spoilers for me. So, But this is a genre that is very common in Japanese film. And the first time that I saw a Japanese like horror movie was Battle Royale. And I watched it because it's the movie that the Hunger Games trilogy was based on. Which and, like just surprises me so much. But yes. I mean, I've never seen Hunger Games, so don't kill me, guys. <laughs> but it's just like, like Battle Royale is this movie where like they abduct a whole school bus of children and then make them kill each other, more or less. And Got it. I mean, at least Squid Games is at least slightly yeah. voluntary. Well, there's that episode in Criminal Minds where they do the same thing, like... They abduct those high school kids. They do. And then they have them like. Like, They got eight or nine of them. They're using them like a video game. Yes. I do like that episode. Yes, that's a good episode. But Battle Royale, they take like, like literally like a whole school bus, like a hundred kids. Oh, dang. Like it's not, it's not five of them. Yeah. But yeah. So Squid Games is kind of like a voluntary, everybody's super broke. They need the money. Yes. So they're going to compete in these childhood games. And if they fail. They get killed, and last person. Yeah. They they don't know where they're at. They don't know where they're going. They kind of just get. I don't know why they're doing it. They, like yeah, but they get told, you know, when they get there. Um, it's really cool. Um, it's well filmed. It's super yeah. entertaining. Yeah, and you get and you kind of sort of get like attached to the, a character, and then you're kind of like, are they gonna make it? You know, kind of type thing. The characters, but then obviously, you know, like the main characters are gonna make it the furthest, right? Or right. Whatever, whatever. But Some it's one of those things where because they're all like people in debt, like I feel like the characters are very relatable. Yeah, like when they pan across, it starts with what five hundred people. Something like that. When they pan yeah. across the crowd of the 500 people, like they all look so, I don't even want to say average. They all look so below average. Yeah. They all look so normal to the point of like it being ridiculously like <laughs> random array of people. Like there's not one person who is like, there's the hot, hunky 30 year old guy who's going to be yeah. physically fit way more than everybody else. No, they're all like normal. Like, like we're just talking about how out of shape we are and we need to exercise. Like, None of the activities, to the point that I've watched up to, mm-hmm. require anybody to be physically fit. Like, it's not like going on Survivor. Yeah. Where the person who can do the challenges the best is the person who can, you know, like, bench press a car. Yeah. They're also normal. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The one, it, they play tug of war uh, is one of them. But that's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. Right, right, right. No, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> There is one, but that's the point of it. It's like it's can, all children's games. It's all children's game. Tug of War is a children's game. Yeah, so it's it's very entertaining because um, it's just one of those things where you're like, I could easily beat the, beat it because it is a child's game. But right. then at the same time, it makes it feel so doable. Yes, and you're like, I would. I mean, it's red light, green light, and it's um, okay. So let's take Hunger Games for example. In Hunger Games, like Katniss is like a really skilled archer. Like, you can't take me out of a crowd and be like, go use this bow and arrow. That's not relatable. I yeah. can't use a bow and arrow. That's true. But everything I've never doing, tried. But everything they're doing in Squid Games just seems so related, like, so possible. Exactly. Like, I could compete at it. Yeah, and that's the point of them wanting to, like, even stay in it, you know, after they right. leave or whatever is because they... Because they do feel like they have a chance of winning the yeah. money. It is possible. Yeah. And there, it's like... And normal, like Melissa was saying, normal average people that 
could be even like your mom and your dad or you or yeah. you know anybody. They're just yeah. They're ridiculously average. Yeah, but they are ridiculously broke and in debt. Yes. So that's not really us, but it could be us. <laughs> I mean, if things went wrong for a year, and yeah, like medical debt, for example. Can, oh yeah, can take over a person's life so quickly. That's true, but it, that's what I'm saying. It could be us. But yeah, that's our first guilty pleasure <laughs> of the week because it's just so much fun, and the yes. the Japanese gore is just like it's just so gory for no point. It's just yeah. so fun. And like I said, there's so many memes and so many stuff out, out there about it. Like just watch it so you can get those memes because yes, it's, it's pretty funny. Might as well. Yes. But my guilty pleasure of the week, and I have I'm not as far as squid in Squid Games as uh, Anna is. <laughs> So that was not something that took over my whole week. My guilty pleasure of the week, we're back to baking. Nice. nice. I went to a, uh, like a Hawaiian, like hula themed party. And I decided everybody was talking about cocktails they were going to bring. But like at that point, you know, like eight different cocktails were already going to be at the party. So I was like, I should bring something food wise. Yeah. So I'm talking about like, this isn't like a modern tiki hula party this is being hosted by a friend of mine who is very into like vintage clothing like she wears like original 1950s like vintage dresses dang okay and and like tailors them to fit herself after she buys them nice right like that's what we need to tailors yes i just i think we need to be like her and we need to just be better at sewing ourselves so that we could tailor things ourselves is the cheap way to do it yeah that's true okay go on sorry so anyway she's hosting this party It's a tiki Hawaiian party. And like I said, everybody else was bringing Hawaiian-themed cocktails, like zombies and painkillers and Mai Tais and Bahama Mamas and so much rum. All of the rum. All of the rum. Yes. So I was like, I'm going to bring something food-wise. I knew they were grilling chicken, like barbecue, and that that there was going to be some kind of like Polynesian rice on the side and stuff like that. So... I was like, okay, what kind of 1950s desserts would actually... Because tiki parties were actually a thing in, like, the 1950s. They were super, super popular. Like, it was the era where people started decorating their houses all tiki with the fake bamboo and the... Yeah. Yeah. My my grandpa's house, for example. Mike's dad. Uh Uh-huh. His house was super tiki. Super terribly Hawaiian kitsch. Like... That's funny. Very tacky nowadays. But... (laughs) But, but, very in back but then. it was really, really, really in. Like tiki parties were a huge thing. So I was like, okay, at an original tiki party, what would somebody have brought as like a dish? Because, you know, back in the day, you didn't go to any party without bringing something. Mm-hmm. So the answer was actually like jello salad. Like you should have <laughs> brought jello with fruit suspended in it. Mm. So for a second, I was like, hmm, jello shots. But then I was like, no, no, I said I would bring food. We're yeah. already going to have so many, so many forms of alcohol there. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have like one of those big, huge jello molds to do something like super tacky and jello. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really want to go buy a jello mold. That's true. Yeah. So I kept looking. I was like, okay. What else? Good idea. What <laughs> else? And the second hit that I got was pineapple upside down cake. And I was like, sold. Pineapple yeah. upside down cake. But it was a party, right? So I decided I would make pineapple upside down cupcakes so that they would be easier to share or eat at a party Mm -hmm. and I think they came out so well they did I was super super happy with them they were so easy you put like 
a spoonful of butter, a spoonful of brown sugar, and like a spoonful of pineapple, crushed pineapple mm-hmm. in, and then you pour like the cupcake dough on top of it. And then you bake it in the oven. And it literally like, I've been making macarons for so long and they take me like five hours to make macarons. And these were done <laughs> in like 22 minutes. That's crazy. Like yeah. beginning to end, start <laughs> to finish, like in, out of the oven and done Yeah, so fast. Like I really just... My guilty pleasure of the week is I'm back on baking and I really just need to focus on things that aren't macarons because macarons, I think we're starting to kill my love for baking just because they're such a process. Yeah. Take too long. Yes. So that is my guilty pleasure of the week. I had a super fun time at this Hawaiian party. Everybody ate cupcakes. I brought leftover cupcakes to Anna Mm -hmm. and I took leftover cupcakes to work and I'm just super feeling the baking groove right now um one of my coworkers' his birthday is coming up in a week so i might make more cupcakes i might i might be on a cupcake kick for a bit yeah might make more cupcakes for his birthday that'll be nice that'll be nice yeah and in general that's my guilty pleasure groove for the week <laughs> so squid games and cupcakes this is what we do and notice neither of them are exercise right. i should be doing squats not making two dozen cupcakes you know one of these weeks exercise will be our guilty pleasure we're gonna find something that's my goal that we love that's gonna be like yes i love to do this it's gonna be like a good exercise video a good exercise class i've always wanted to go to a pole dancing class we should go to one oh that would be fun that would require a lot of upper body strength not i don't have that right i think they teach you tricks We'll see. Yes. Just saying, if we're trying to combine guilty pleasures and exercise, <laughs> I would like to go to a pole dancing class. That would be, yes. When I was in college, actually, me and my roommates took a burlesque class together for for a semester. Uh-huh. Where, like, twice a week we went and learned how to do burlesque dance, like nice. stripping and dancing. That's interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. It's a lot of fun. So moving on, we have our good vibes segment, and we're going to tie this straight back to our first segment here of exercise in our 30s, and we're asking (laughs) for all the good vibes that we, A, managed to start up a new exercise program, B, managed to make it happen, like we do it consistently, like send us all the good vibes that we get this up started, that nobody gives up, nobody gets injured. (laughs) We just want to love it, so we just want to find. This is going to be a lifestyle change, so right. Find an exercise program that works for us long term. We need all the good vibes. Yes, please and thank you, please. And we will see you next, next time. Yep, see you next time. If you're enjoying our podcast, please like and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday. For bonus features, videos, extra content, and to keep us ad-free, please support us on Patreon. For throwback photos and a sneak peek behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at the Dirty on 30 And if you have any recommendations for our Guilty Pleasures or Born in the 90s segments, shoot us an email at thedirtyon30 at gmail.com. Stay safe. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.